Hello, I'm Laura Furiosi, divorced mother of three, and I'm here with my mother, Lynette Galvin, with 35 years' experience in family law. You're listening to the Divorce Course Podcast. Through our candid discussions, we hope to help you through your divorce or de facto separation. We will be answering the most commonly asked questions and covering the stages and steps that you will face on your way to freedom. Welcome to the bonus Q&A, Ask an Expert podcast episode with Lynn. Mum, hello, welcome. <laughs> hello, Laura. Hello, and everyone. We're going to be covering two questions that have been sent in today, hmm. one about maiden names yes, and one about handovers. So if you've got a question you would like to send in, send it into the divorce course podcast at gmail.com and I will put it to mum for you. <laughs> and if you can't do that, you can jump on our Facebook group, the divorce course podcast, or you can jump on our Instagram, the divorce course, and or you can jump on TikTok, <laughs> <laughs> which uh, mum is now a little bit of a star because she is amazing at TikTok. I'm sure it's because I look (laughs) cross-eyed. Anyway, let's get to it. Uh, First up is, oh, also at the end, we're going to be announcing the winner of our podcast review free chat with mum as well. So hang out to the end. So maiden names, mum. We had a question sent in by a lady Mm. and she was told by a friend, which is always a bad start, that you can't use your maiden name until you are officially divorced mm. and she's worried that yeah. she can't use her maiden name and she doesn't want to use her ex's name. Uh, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. So, so what's the rules? Okay. Well, first of all, a maiden name is such an old word, isn't it? Mm. Maiden, it meant, but it really means the name before that you had before you were married, the name you were born with. And as such, that is your legal name and it remains your legal name, even if you get married and go by another name it's still one of your legal names sweet yes so as long as you're not using it to commit a fraud Mm -hmm. uh, you can use your maiden name straight away now you do you will encounter some issues Mm -hmm. um if you've got lots of things like your passport and your driver's license and medicare all in your married name and you want to go back to your maiden name um, you'll find some of them go oh we need to see a divorce certificate but actually it's illegal for them to ask you for that it's against um, public policy to Mm. insist on a divorce okay Um, so what you need to say is I haven't got a divorce yet or you can even say it's against my religion or whatever but I want to use name and if they um, look a little bit harder under their desks or in their in inbox they will find the right form that allows you to do that right so I I say get the easy ones done first Mm -hmm. so like the ones you can change online easily yeah do the ones online get your library card changed um, go into Medicare, take in your birth certificate, take in your marriage certificate and say you want to go back to your birth name. Yeah. Um, and then as you begin to turn your um, electricity bill into your maiden name, phone bill, you'll begin to build up a, quite a body of evidence yeah. of you using that other name. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, tackle the biggies like your the Department license. of Transport, your driver's license, and passport is going to be tricky. Yes, that's going to be tricky. But, but if you've again, done all the other ones, if you've first. done all the others first, you, how often do we, especially in these COVID times, the passport's not a biggie not at really. the moment. No. So, and you can tackle that maybe um, later as a discrete issue, or once you've got your divorce, it's the easy one. Okay, so baby steps to changing it, but you can start using it straight away. You can, um, but, but you might come into school. trouble. Yeah, go yeah. to the school and say from now on. This is my name. This is my name and make it so. And in saying that, going to the school, does that cause issues from, like, I don't know, the medical world or in the school world if you have a different last name to your kids? I think you're going to need to keep some sort of proof of parenting in your um, possession. Right. uh, So that you can produce it at the drop of a hat. Oh, take a photo of their birth certificate. 
um, that has you as their mother. Okay. Um, maybe that's in your ma- married name, though. You need to also have I your... I think the birth certificate has made a name, doesn't it? Uh, it probably does. Yeah, I think it does. Yes. Yeah. So that might be so a good way like, to say. So you can be like, I am their mum. Take a Look. photo. Yeah. Because <laughs> if your kid goes, that's not my mum. <laughs> and and you, uh, the only time that um, you would deny it is if you had to pay the bill. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm I've not I've never the seen that I'm child. I'm not the mum. That's not my kid. <laughs> yeah. But psychologically, I guess, and awkwardness for the kids. Yeah. Um, there's look, there's lots of parents separated or remarried with yeah. different last names. You can it's not the stigma it used to be. You can no. hyphenate, yep, or give yeah. yourself an extra middle name. Yeah. Um, or be known by one name at the school and a different name out in the outside and world. And as long as you're not committing fraud. That's right. It's just your identities. Okay. Yep. All right. So don't listen to the person down the road or the next door neighbor don't about ask legal Darryl. issues. Don't, don't ask Daryl or listen to Tracy in the lunchroom. We have an uncle. Daryl. Oh, yeah, you can ask our Uncle Daryl. Uncle yes. Daryl's great. Yes. But don't ask any other Daryl. Okay, next question is about handover. Mm. This lady is a little bit confused. She's actually got court orders. Yep. She's just not sure uh, how to follow it because it seems a little ambiguous. Oh, dear. It's the worst thing you want in your handover. You do not have ambiguous, so ambiguous orders. I always try to put in who does what, who okay. drops off and who picks up the yeah. children. It yeah. sounds a bit like a parcel. Does it have to, if, the, if it doesn't say who's doing drop off and pick up, does it have to be mum or dad or can it be someone else? Usually. Um, you'd expect it to be mum or dad usually, but like if one of them's working, they should be able to send someone else the child knows very well the Usually babysitter the, the nanny babysitter your new, uh, your own mother um, the stepmom yeah or the stepmom or the yeah something Auntie, like uncle. that but yes the court's not unrealistic so and, if, and bearing in mind that the the crux of these orders is that the children must spend time with the other person mm. so if you refuse to hand them over and there's someone perfectly reasonably able to take them to their dad or mum uh, then you're in breach of the orders. Ooh. So, what happens if you breach orders? Well, because it sounds terrifying. It, it, <laughs> it can sounds be. like it's a breach. It can be. It can be terrifying. I mean, an order of the court is a very powerful thing, and you must not break that. Um, with children, the only way you can um, break an order of the court is if you've got a reasonable um, excuse for doing so relating to the child's welfare. There was a flood and we couldn't get over a river. Yes, or um, uh, I guess during COVID you had a reasonable excuse Mm. or uh, if the child had um, collapsed and had to be taken to hospital and you couldn't get there. Okay. Something really important. So, yes, so if you breach the orders, they can dob on you to the judge. Mm. Can you go to jail? Yes, some people do. Really? Yes, but you'd have to be pretty bad. Oh. First thing is usually you would get make-up time. If you haven't got a reasonable excuse, they would probably give the other parent extra time. Uh, if you um, haven't got a reasonable excuse and you do it again, it's a fine or community service order. Ooh. And if you haven't got a reasonable excuse and do it a third time, then that could be jail. Yikes. And uh, there have been people sent to jail. Holy moly. Yes. So don't break your orders. No. And, the key and that's to a that, good sign is, the key to that is don't sign or agree to orders that you, you can't, can't keep. Leave. That's right. And make sure all of these things, if you get a chance, and I'm sorry for the lady where it isn't clear, but if you get a chance to draft orders, make sure you put who does handover, who what, goes when, where, how. who drops over. We've done all that in, in our course mm. because – it's only later that you find the holes in it when you're well, trying to live with it. This lady also has the the Friday. There was a public holiday on the oh, Friday. Yes. And the handover's meant to happen on Friday, so then she didn't know what she was supposed to do. So there's a hole in the order already. Yes. It's like so so go through and I think you talk about this in the course when we mm. talk about the twelve agreements and you can copy and paste it in to create yep. your orders. 
You've got to literally live through a week. You do. You've got to go in your mind. Okay, what if this happens? Or such and such has got soccer. Or what if soccer changes to Tuesday? What happens then? Or what if I'm sick and can't go? Can I? Can so sometimes you can put the words or nominee Mm -hmm. uh, after so that the father or his nominee collect the children, Mm -hmm. or the father or someone well known to the children from the father's family. But it's implied, isn't it? That it's just. That's well, implied anyway. Because the, the main order, the main order is that the child spends time with that parent. Right. The the changeover clauses are just really machinery provisions or they're just to pro, just how-tos, mm. but the main thing is the spending time. And right. you would get a pretty swift kick up the behind if your only reason was that, they didn't that like you didn't like the person. The person. <laughs> um, That's awful. As long as the kids were okay with that person. Yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah. No, it's no biggie. Okay, well, thanks for answering those questions, Mum. Right, We've got God. a whole list of other ones, but we'll do that in the next Q&A. Ah. If you are interested, shoot us through a question to the Divorce Course Podcast at gmail.com and we will happily answer that for you. The other thing that we do once a month is we give a review person who's written us a review. Yep a free chat with mum for 30 minutes. And the reason we do this is because when you review our podcasts, if you actually write a review, Mm. it gives our podcast better attention and it's going to bring this podcast maybe in front of someone who's really desperately needing it right now because there are some people out there that are lost, scared, just just the unknown, can't afford. And we've got people listening from Canada and the United Kingdom, New Zealand. So just, just, you know, the more we can help people and the way that you can thank us because this is all free uh, and for mum for her time is to write us a review and you know maybe give us five stars that would be great (laughs) but our way to thank you for thanking us for helping other people is to choose one once a week to talk to mum on the phone anonymously so obviously it's not going to be mentioned on the course Mm. and the review that we have chosen for this month this is lovely is by jc and it says a shining light in the and i think it says dark it's just that i'm looking on my phone darkness Mm. maybe And she gave us five stars. She did. There you go, Mum. Five stars for you. And she says, even talking about separation is enough to send anyone into an emotional tailspin. Mm. This amazing podcast has been a shining light in the darkness, providing concise and supportive information. I feel empowered and educated after listening to Laura and Lynn. Oh, that's great. Yay, that's our mission. Yes. (laughs) Um, They are an incredible duo and their kindness and warmth towards each other flows out through the speakers. Oh, They can see and hear our love. (laughs) Wait till the speakers are off. Wait till the phone. (laughs) the microphones off (laughs) each episode is a piece of preparation and education it's amazing having them in my corner thanks so much amazing ladies yay thank you we're happy to be in their corner aren't we mum i look forward to talking to you jc yeah so jc uh nails now so thank you so much thank you mum Thank you, Laura. And we will be in touch with you. If you've got an episode idea or a question you'd like to ask, shoot it through. Uh, reach out to us on Instagram, yep. Facebook, or now even TikTok. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. If you found this podcast helpful, we'd love it if you could rate, review, and subscribe. By doing so, you are spreading the word to help someone else just like you. Lynn would like to remind you that this podcast is general advice only and you should always get legal advice in relation to your particular situation. And remember that the Australian laws may have changed since recording.